What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. everybody to another episode of speaking of missing persons and welcome to the new listeners before we get started on today's episode a little bit of business we have another show speaking of murders if you like this you probably like that so go check it out uh we have a patreon where we're putting out bonus episodes every other saturday so make sure you're going there and checking that out that's linked in the show description and the episode description uh don't forget to hit the follow button uh whether you're listening on whatever podcast app or if you're checking this out on youtube hit the subscribe hit the follow hit the like leave five stars all that good stuff uh and share it with people you know if you're enjoying it tell someone about it we would appreciate it and i'm sure they would love the stories uh if you want to see photos check out our socials um we have instagram and facebook those are linked in the show notes too and if you have case suggestions for a case that you want to hear on the show, send that to our email, speakingofmissingpersons at gmail.com. So all of that said, Sean is going to be telling our story today. And uh, I guess it's it's pretty straightforward from what I'm, I'm gathering. Uh, I would say so. Okay. Is this one of those where we're, we're all going to kind of know who it is, even though we don't really know for sure who it is? Yeah. Gotcha. So, who is it? Who are we talking about today? We're going to talk about a 65-year-old woman named Lydia Abrams. Oh. What's it called? A, a silver alert? When when an elderly person goes missing? Yeah, but I don't know if they would use that for 65 years old. No, you have to be older than 65 for a silver alert? Probably. Yeah, that's retirement age. So? <laughs> I, think I think you would have to be older. I think retirement aid qual- qualifies you for Let's look it a up, silver Bobby. alert. Let me look it up. Okay. Uh, and we're being honest here. I had no idea that that was even a thing to begin with. Well, yeah, me you either. have Amber yeah. Alert if someone's under 18 and they go missing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Silver Alert probably starts at like 60 or 65. I mean, I could see it being like 60 because of um, dementia. You could start going through dementia at 60. Oh, you can go through dementia way earlier than 60. I mean, so they have to be 60 years of age or older and believed to be suffering from dementia or other cognitive impairment. Okay. Okay, so well then this So it's not just being an old person you have to actually have like a mental disability. Okay, so this okay. is not that then. Okay. Well, let's, okay, let's so hear she's about a very it. capable 65-year-old. Yes. Uh, what did okay. you say her name was? Lydia Abrams. Abrams? Lydia Abrams. Abrams. Okay. We're going to we're going to start on the day she went missing, and then we're going to jump around a little bit. Okay. Fun. Keith Harper was the last person to see Lydia, or Dia is what they called her. Okay. On June 6th, 2020, on her 117-acre ranch named Bonita Vista Ranch in the East Idlewild 
Riverside County, California. Holy cow, that's a mouthful. Yes, it is. Say, I need my pen. <laughs> my pen and pad of paper. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so she a had a huge ranch in California. Ranch. Yes. That's a lot of land. That is a lot of land. Let's go back to how she obtained all of this. Okay. Dio is married to a man named Clem Abrams. He was a wealthy La Jolla, California developer. Ah. What? Uh, what? what? La Jolla is a place in California. It's yeah. like a county. Oh, okay. I had to look it up too. I was like, what the fuck is a La Jolla? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I automatically knew it was a place. You said he's a developer there, so obviously it's a place. Mm-hmm. He's helping just, develop I, this. They just, I don't place. know. I heard I know it, it, it sounded it weird. Didn't, it sounded weird, so. All right, can, please continue. Clem ended up passing away in 2018. So now she's a widow. After Clem's death, Dia found herself in court battles with her children. I want to say that her name her name is Chrisara. Looks right. And her son Clayton uh, over the estate and six point seven million dollars to fund a marital trust. Ooh. Holy smokes! It's kind of. Weird to me that her kids are fighting her for this money. We'll get into it. Clem wanted the children to take control over the estate. Like, he had willed them to be the trustees. Okay, so that makes sense then. Gotcha. And what caused Dia to start this court battle with her kids was... She was also in the process of trying to overturn a prenuptial agreement she had signed in 1984 when her and Clem had gotten married. Oh. The prenuptial agreement stated that their assets would be their own. Okay. Right. If a divorce or death were to happen. But Dia didn't really have her own assets. She had spent their 34-year-long marriage staying home. She didn't work. I mean, why would she? She didn't need to. But now that he is dead, she has nothing, pretty much. That's messed up on his part. Yeah, but at the same time... I feel like if he was wealthy going into their marriage, it makes sense why he made her sign it in the beginning, but to not right. have it, like, overturned eventually throughout their marriage. Uh, yeah, updated. 30, updated, whatever it is. Years. Or at least leave her some money in right. your will. Like, don't leave her completely, like... I can understand I it mean, in a divorce. Unless she was an asshole and he intentionally didn't give her anything. It never says. She sounds like a nice lady. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. I've just heard stories about situations like that where someone's might, married and yeah, their but spouse might, is an asshole and they just say, well, F you and I'm going to give it all to charity or grandchildren or neighbors or whatever. Right. She did inherit some of the properties, but she didn't inherit the 117 acres that was uh, Bonita Vista. Okay. So, which is what she really wanted. So she wasn't completely high and dry. She had some stuff. She had also started a marital trust, like got a marital trust, but it never said what was in it, gotcha. like how much. But she wanted that marital trust to be $6.7 million. Holy jeez. That's what she was fighting for, was to make it that. Right. Okay. 
the children were obviously fighting to remain the trustees on their father's belongings, his estates, his bank accounts, and all of that stuff. Which, I mean, if that's how his will was set up, then they have uh, every right to claim that. So, about this trust that she had. In 2016, Dia had started her own trust, which I said she did. And she had the kids as the beneficiary. And then Clem died. And so then, wherever she had this trust, they received a handwritten letter that hadn't been signed that had changed these beneficiaries. Quote, Truster leaves nothing but her love and affection to her son Clinton Abrams and her daughter Chrisara Abrams. So now she's taking them off of her trust. She's like, According to this letter. Yeah. This unsigned letter. Pretty much. Okay. She gotcha. basically just went, fuck you. I loved you long enough. Well, I don't know if that'll fly because it's not signed. I think it did. Huh. All right. In 2020, just days before she had gone missing, she had added two new, and by days, I mean 14 days exactly, beneficiaries to this trust. Keith Harper, and the other one being her neighbor, Diana Fetter. I feel like I know where this is going. Diana had supposedly been helping Dia manage Clem's estate since he had passed away. So for two years, her and Dia were doing whatever. After Dia had gone missing, both Keith and Diana started a new partnership to manage the properties. Mm. Keith had also filed for power of attorney to claim control of the Bonita Vista Ranch. How if it is under the kids? Because it's not technically because they're fighting about it in court. It's still like in probate. Basically, what's happening is... Dia was fighting for it, the kids were fighting for it, and now Keith is fighting for it. And I'll explain who Keith is in a minute. Keith said Diana and himself were planning on turning it, it, like, the ranch into an animal reserve like Dia wanted. So they claim. So So they claim that that's what she wanted. Keith. He claims that he was Dia's fiance and had been living with her. So in two years after she, yeah, her husband she had already passed, had a new she fiance. was supposedly okay, engaged to this gentleman. Right. Now he's going to talk about the day that she went missing. So Keith said he had lunch, that, that they had had lunch together, and then he had left the house to tend to the ranch at 2.30 p.m. And when he got back at 7.30 p.m., Dia was gone but had left all of her stuff. Purse, phone, keys, and her Ford pickup truck. Who, what 65-year-old woman's walking 117 acres of land to just go somewhere? Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. You would think that at least the truck would be gone if she had left. Right. Right, or some kind of farm vehicle. Right. The next day, he had told a longtime ranch hand named Garcia that Dia was missing, but that friends and family were looking for her. So, after Keith had talked to Garcia about Dia not, like, being missing the next day, the same day he had reported her missing to the police. But he had said that friends and family were already looking for her to Garcia. I'm confused. Yeah, wait. So, she went missing. 
Okay. And then the next day, Keith told one of the long, like longtime ranch hands named Garcia that she was missing. So she went missing on the 6th. On the 7th, he was talking to Garcia about it. Okay. Said that all of her friends and family were looking for her. And then later that day is when he actually reported her missing to the cops. Later that day on the 7th. Okay. So right. she went missing but on the 6th. he knew she was missing since the 6th. Yes. Is what we're trying to say. Okay. okay. And just decided not to tell anyone. Or report it till the next day. Right. After he told yeah. a ranch hand mm-hmm. yeah. about it. Yeah. He's already talking about her being missing before he's even reported her missing. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. After he files the missing persons report with the police, he then hops in his RV to take a business trip to New Mexico and Colorado. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Mm -hmm. Seems shady to me. It does, it's really shady. Police, as soon as the missing persons report was filed, they started looking for her. They started with an air search over the property with a helicopter and what they came across was a marijuana greenhouse on one of Dia's properties. It was called Sky High Ranch. Okay. It was about a half, it was about a mile and a half away from the Bonavista Ranch. So I'm guessing it was on that same 117 acre Probably. Property. And they did a good job naming it. Yeah, Sky, Sky High. High. That's what I yeah, said. Yeah, man. Can dig it. <laughs> So, the police got a, they got a search warrant and went into the Sky High Ranch to obviously clean up all this pot. They seized over, over 2,300 pot plants and then another 357 pounds of processed weed off of this one property. When they went to talk to like the farmhands and things about this pot business garcia said that her disappearance probably wasn't due to the the weed farm because she was never there so it was like she basically someone else was actually running it and she was taking the money for it that's how it sounds basically she was just letting people use her property to grow pot interesting well, it makes sense then why she wouldn't want to let go of that. It's probably a decent source of income. Right. Yeah. Like, didn't want her kids to take over the estate. Or didn't want them to know that that's what she was doing right. on this property. Who's to say her husband wasn't already doing it? That's what I'm saying. It's like, she. it, it almost sounded as if she didn't know it was there, but knew that it was there. Does that make sense? Like, no, she pretended no. like it wasn't there, but she was just reaping the the profits from it gotcha okay yeah like an out of sight out of mind type of deal she was aware that it was there but wasn't keeping up with it right it wasn't like her business per se okay so with in a couple days police get another search warrant to search the bonita vista ranch they said that once they had went in and was like looking around in the house and whatever that it was a possible homicide that's how they're classifying it they collected a bunch of evidence such as tan bed sheets a band-aid and toilet paper which were all possibly stained with blood wait 
A yeah, I got with blood on it. Toilet paper with blood on it. Well, I mean, she's sixty-five. Well, she's no longer. That's not entirely yeah. true. And I mean, I mean, there's a good chance, but it's not entirely true. Women's bodies. I are mean, weird. I c- I don't know why I went the period route when, in reality, if you were bleeding, you would take toilet paper and hold it onto that area or a paper towel and right. Right. The bed sheets, though, that's kind of sketchy. Yeah. They also took two bullet casings with F and rim engraved on them, two handwritten letters, and an internet router. Okay. They then took a trip to New Mexico, impounded the RV that Keith had drove down, and then took out parts of the front seat as evidence. Interesting. While there, they also searched a storage building that Keith had rented there, but the th- it was never released what they found in it. He needed a storage building on a business trip? No, like, I I think he had already pre-rented it. Like, it was something that he had had for a while. I don't know. Let's dive deeper into Keith. Keith had been convicted of domestic violence in 2000. He was originally charged with sexual assault and kidnapping, and then the charges got changed to domestic violence. In 2011, he was charged with sexual assault and registered as a sex offender. Then in 2014, he spent four months in jail for a probation violation, and all of those convictions happened in Colorado. He's a real stand-up guy. Mm -hmm. Which is weird, because if you look up his picture, he looks like somebody's grandpa <laughs> I mean he's in his 70s <laughs> I'm sure he is somebody's grandpa <laughs> yeah but I mean it's like when you look at your grandpa and you're like ah you couldn't have done that shit <laughs> he doesn't look like a badass grandpa not really <laughs> after all of this Dia's children asked the court they like asked the courts in a petition to just appoint a third party to manage the trust and assets that's what they're fighting for currently in this petition they had stated that the mortgage on the Bonita Vista ranch hadn't been paid since August 2020 and that her other properties mortgages haven't been paid since June of 2020 damn they also stated in this petition that Keith and Diana had started dating almost immediately after their mother's disappearance. I saw that coming. And the police had been looking at him as a, quote, potential predator of the crime or crimes that led to Dia's disappearance. You mean the number one suspect? Yeah. <laughs> the prime suspect. Uh, Chrisara and Clinton stated in this petition also that Dia had wrote a letter before she went missing, like a week before she went missing, that she was in fear of her life. I'd say so. Uh, in one of the only interviews that any of her kids have, either of her kids have done, Dia's son stated that he is worried that if they can't get this petition to go to a third party, that Keith... Uh, that they wouldn't be able to get Keith or Diana removed as trustees, and that in five years, Keith could have Dia declared legally dead and take ownership of everything. Yikes. So they, like, really need this petition to... Which is shitty that the whole trustee thing 
even was valid because nothing had a signature, like a proper signature on it. Right. It also fucking sucks because it should just be whatever Clem's will was. If he wanted the fucking kids to have it, then that's where it should be. Right. Yep. This is where things go a little weird. A little more weird. I was going to say a little, but a it little wasn't already weird. weird. <laughs> and we're at the end of our story, so maybe I will talk about this on Patreon. We'll see. I'll look into it. In 2021, a horse handler named Jody Newkirk that had been, like, working on the Bonavista Ranch had just mysteriously died. Like, she just died one day. It was reported to the police that she had been in a rollover ATV accident, but when they actually, like, looked closer at the body, there were unexplained injuries. Okay. So Jody's death is actually still being investigated, and police don't know if Jody's death is related to Dia's disappearance in any way, shape, or form. Like, maybe Jody knew what happened to Dia, and then she was killed because of it. Wait, when did Jody pass away? Two thousand uh twenty twenty one. So a year later. A year later. She could have like stumbled upon something. Yeah. And so there's that. Dia had uh so Dia's kids said that they found a journal of hers and it had like an entry a week before she went missing that said that her and Keith were together but that she was planning on leaving him. And that's where all that's where the information literally stops. So who knows? They could have been. The kids claim that she wasn't. Who really knows? Like that they weren't together at all. Right. So if you have any information, please contact the Riverside County Sheriff's Sheriff's Office at nine five one nine five five two four five zero. Like I said, Lydia was 65 years old at the time of her disappearance. She was 5'5", 130 pounds with blonde hair, blue eyes, and a scar on her lower back and abdomen. So I'm assuming that that's like um, cesarean scar. Um, One maybe. Yeah. 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 Not the lower back. No, uh, they were both like surgical scars is why I said a cesarean scar. She had her ears pierced, and at the time that she went missing, she was wearing a black and turquoise windbreaker, yellow shirt, jeans, and four rings on her right hand. So if you've seen Dia or know anything about it, please call the Riverside County Sheriff's Office. Man, I get the feeling there's 172 acres that might be the place to look for Dia. Yeah, I think so. Or, I don't know, anywhere in, you know, New Mexico or Colorado. Yeah, it's very strange that the day he reports her missing, he hops in an RV and books it straight to New Mexico. Well, there mm. has to be a reason why they took the front seat of his RV, which would be there's blood on it, which means he transported her that way after whatever he did to her my thing is is this is a big ass ranch meaning there is tons of ranch hands on this ranch someone has to know something not necessarily jody might have been that somebody i think diane might be that somebody the neighbor i think she does i don't know yeah it's hard to say it's just my opinion all right 
Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, let us know. Leave us five stars. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Uh, make sure you're sharing it with your family, friends, coworkers, whoever, so they can check out these stories too, and we can get it out to more people. Maybe uh, we can get some resolution to some of these stories. So, anyone have any final thoughts? No. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.